The Barricade by Anna Catherine Green Read for LibriVox.org by Rekha Balog One in a million True, sir, true Nor is it strange you marvel so To see such eyes look down on you From walls so barren, mean and low But this my only daughter's face for all the grace of the rich beauty that you see and where then where a fitter place for her to smile than here on me who nourished her in infancy one in a million so was said by many a one that riding by beheld her lovely bended head between them and the summer sky she wore so grand a look, you see, unconsciously, A lily musing in a beam, Of straight, whereas apt as she, To turn aside and fondly dream Of its own shadow in the stream. She was so true, ah, when by chance I seem Again her form to see, It is not she who died for France. That rises to my memory, but the dear girl who sat of yore within my door, reeling her thread by night and day, content through the breezes bore up from the meadows strewn with hay the sound of merry youth and play. Too bright for such a doom, ah, sir, her very brightness hid a tear. I scarce could ever look at her without a sigh of love and fear. Such sacred stillness seemed enshrined deep in her mind, the stillness of a soul that knows a trumpet call is one the wind that unto others only blows the careless perfume of the rose. What was her story? Is it not then? written in those eyes of hers. Glances so deep and sad, I what, should be their own interpreters, yet may there linger unaware beneath that tear the tokens of another's smart, as oft in sweetest rhymes you hear, beneath the language of his art, the beatings of the poet's heart. For he who limned those features, sir, had loved her once, poor Jean Winnie. He died, they say, in blessing her upon the field of Chopigny. A generous youth in all was he, and true. But she absorbed in girlish fancies bright, walked in his smile, serenely free, unknowing that its genial light Perchance it was that he had been her playfellow from earliest youth, and that there was no mystery in his honest glance of love and truth. But this I know, that one fair day in early May he left us to return no more. I saw him as he moved away, paused softly in the open door, and blessed the threshold over and over. Next morn he came, 
why is it now remembering all as it befell? I yet can bless the transient glow which led him to our humble well. He was so noble, sir, to see such majesty was in his mien and bearing bold. My very cup took dignity beneath his glance which gently told was welcome as a cup of gold. I coughed and in the moment more had passed forever from my sight. Had not the linnet at the door appraised the song of such delight, he turned, ah, on what simple things our future swings, what wondrous issues hang upon the idle song a linnet sings. He turned and there, where roses run, so Clarence standing in the sun. With one meek hand upon her breast, the other clinging to the wine, she stood in her young beauty dressed as in a robe of golden shine. I saw him start, I saw the blush of manhood flush responsive to that vision bright and turning let my whole soul rush in love and fear to hail the sight of her younger innocent delight but ah in that uplifted face no answering color met my view a mortal in her winning grace she seemed a trans spirit too i felt the stinging terror dart keen through my heart as i beheld the rapture die and marked the reckless blood drop start unheeded from her hand and died the thorns she grasped unconsciously he saw and gently laid his hand upon the bridle of his steed that faithful to his least command paced slowly onward down the mead I marked him leaning backward still, as over the hill he passed and vanished in the wood, and turning with a nameless thrill to clasp my darling where she stood, found silence there and solitude. But when at eventide I drew her face to mine with fond good night, no lurking shadow met my view, commingled with its wanted light rather a shyly added gleam as through some dream had brushed her by with ardent wing some mellow sunset loosed its beam upon a wave yet fluttering with ecstasy of early spring is it that he will come again i asked and sighed or do some souls like the deep seashell catch on strain of the world's music as it roars, and tranced in wonder and delight, fold up their bright, warm words about it evermore? Content to whisper day and night by land and sea, to echo o'er of that one instant's joy and power, I dared not think. Meantime the spring, cast by her veil of amber mist, and in full slender stopped to ring, 
the lilac. The lilac boats with amethyst. Methinks the world was near so fair, the very air hung poised as if on golden wings, a light like love was everywhere. And yet for me, the fear of things unknown made dim earth blossomings. But one clear day in early June, as I sat busy at my wheel, crooning perhaps an old-time tune of lover's woe or over's wheel, I felt the shadow and the gloom of that small room yield to a sudden burst of light and glancing with a sense of doom toward the door, beheld her bright, full figure lifted to its height. Oh, never, never till I die shall I forget the look she wore, as gazing on me silently, she crossed the sunny sanded floor. It was as if the regal crown had settled down upon the artless bow I knew, her very step, her simple gown, transfigured in its lustrum, grew in dignity beneath my view. Mother, and at the birth her smile passed softly in a roseate bloom, as sings the sun away the while all heaven flowers in its room. There's one without awaits the cheer of welcome here. Speak to him, for I go, she said, and even while I faltered near, drooped lover, lover yet her head, and vanished with reluctant tread. That instant through the swaying vines, he proudly stepped. O oh, lover eyes, O oh, lover brows, how brightly shines the sun of hope in youthful skies. My old heart trembled as I gazed, my eyeballs dazed. I seemed, as by some vision's stress, to see that other go dispraised, that yet in going stooped to bless, the threshold he no more would press. But strong in might of motherhood to save my child from loss and woe, I moved and faced him where he stood with quivering lip but steady brow. Fair sir, I said, in careless hour a wild wood flower may seem a treasure to the eye, but place it in a lady's bower, and what was radiant neath the sky seems only fit to fade and die. Tis true, he cried, but lady's bower and man's earnest heart are twain. Sheltered by love, no stormy shower shall reach thy wilding sweet again. Then while I slowly shook my head, he softly said, Hast a mother's consistency? I have no mother when I wed. The mother of my wife must be a mother also unto me. I turned away. I could not speak. Like shadows on a moonlit stream, I felt my thoughts confusing break across an underlying glim. A moment more, and through the flush of fine and bush, I saw him pass unto her side. Then all grew dark, and a great gush of music swam up on the wide. Swift breeze that filled the mountain side.
Why need I linger? Ere the week had passed in all its cheer away, the April of my darling's cheek had bloomed and budded like the May. She had no need of speech to tell what fairly bell had rung it, its summons in her soul, the lips which smiled, the lids which fell, the brows transparent air roll, unwittingly revealed the whole. You see, she was a maiden, sir, that till that time had never known. What was to have another steer, the current of life's undertone, the falling shadows in the woods, deep solitudes, my mother glance, the sudden flow of waters in the mountain flood had moved her, but such passion, no, twas sunlight falling upon snow. My darling loved then. But for such grief follows love as night the day. And all this joy was but the touch of rapture ere it fled away. The last soft glimmer of the blue of heaven through the gathering rush of hurrying cloud, the final welling up of dew upon the blossom ere it bowed before the fierce destroyer proud. But ere the Sunday eve had come, the ringing trump of war had blown across the threshold of our home, and he who held her dear had gone. Gone, gone, and she pure heart was left behind, bereft. Ere love's first week had run its sense, her thread of hope by stern fate cleft, while yet its silver shining strands gleamed bright and beauteous in her hands my child my child but she like one who sees beyond the deep abyss a country flowering in the sun all luminous with love and bliss lost not that look which was my joy but in the coy delight of memory found despair the present grief could not destroy the eyes o'erhung with asphodel, so not the shade that round her fell. But as the days fled by, and sounds of warfare mingled with the blast, and nearer, nearer to our bounds, the frowning shade of battle passed, as death and danger filled the air, and many a fair, fond woman's Contidence showed trace of wasting grief or anxious care. I marked upon my darling's face another look, find gradual place. A new strange look, not terror, no, nor anguish, no, nor fear for him, but something subtle, such a glow as a quick thought swung through the grim. That darkens of midnight air might cause to flare upon the placid marble brow of some sweet Mary gleaming fair from wayside shrine upon the woe of a lost wanderer down below. A look that froze me, warned me, and would not leave my dreams at night, a look that depend as I gazed and filled my soul with vague affright.
Alas, I cried, she hears afar the voice of war, she will not linger long away. The sound of battle in her ear is like a call she must obey. But oh, the love, the heart's dismay. And I was right. Another week and we had left our home behind, in Paris surging streets to seek the work for which her spirit pinned. I could not live so far, she said, from where his head may come some very day to lie, nor breathe my breath and know some bed of pain was comfortless that I might ease perhaps with smile or sigh. I am at rest now, and she turned her face in glad content on me, through whose pure light her glances burned like holy lamps on holy shrine. The smile I may not give to him need not grow dim, while pain and sorrow plead for aid, the eyes he loved forget to brim with pity, or the heart he made his own grow faint with hopes delayed and clad with this strong hope she grew at once so beautiful and bright she seemed like one on whom some new fair world had opened in delight for me it was enough to see the helpful free sweet way of her in all distress to hear her voice and know that she was happy and the pain was less, and sorrow for that happiness. But what say I? Tis not of this our conflict with the foreign foe that I would speak today, it is of her and of our final woe. And she was in no peril then. Not even when gaunt famine stalked the city through, and women sickened, yes, and men lay down to die within our view, and want was the breath we drew. It is of that dread after hour when passion opened the door of hell, and glutting fury rose to power, and might was lord that i would tell o oh, awful flame of burning homes of failing domes against your scarlet tapestry on figure only goes and comes whene'er i look one only see how angel-like it smiles on me but to my story france had bowed her haughty head unto her fate and the last Prussian's footstep proud had echoed through our city's gate, and peace was ours at last, if not the happier lot, of conquerors in their victory. The last fierce cannon had been shut, and life and love were safe, and he our hero, priceless treasury. To me, no other thought was worth the tribute of passing sigh. I could carol in my myth that day of shame and misery. But ah, it was not so with her, for all the steer of hope, unspringing in her breast, 
a shadow like the dreamy blur that veils the moon lay half confessed upon her beauty's glowing crest and when i cried a happy day is this which sees the prussian's gun so happy this dear forehead may soon wear perhaps its marriage crown she did not make me quick reply but dropped her eye and shuddered faintly like a flower that feels the wind go chilling by though all things else around and o'er hang still nor own its artful power a happy day but her gaze passed quickly to the open door it is upon life's sunniest days the storm prepares that whelms us o'er oh what was it that smote my heart what stinging dart of terror menace doubt or woe was hidden in those words apart that all my life blood ceased to flow in peace as she thus murmured low moving aside i raised my eyes to where her glance had sped before when what was that which hid the skies just shining through the open door a face but ah how dread how rude in its wild mood if it had been a tiger's own i had not sprung from where i stood with fiercer cry no quicker thrown my arms round clary standing alone and yet it was a manly face which some fond mother's lips had kissed a countenance where thought had placed the thought through of a dogmatist i did not know him then by name but through the flame of the fell glance which so alas my daughter's face with passionate claim i seemed to see as in a glass the spirit of a demon pass and though in just a moment more he vanished even while i looked and heaven's pure sky all sunnied over came shining inward in rebuked i could not choose but feel the gloom of some near doom had fallen about us unaware a breath a whisper from the thumb had crossed our summer garden fair leaving its poison in the air but hiding in my mother's breast the terror i could not repress i strove with merry smiles and jest to win her back to happiness but she who ever until now had raised her brow serene amid the darkest hour drooped slowly from this time as though she felt a blight upon the flower of her young life and maiden power but not until that fearful day he came again and with some word of love and love's resistless sway strove hard to make his passion hard not till commanded from her sigh he turned his bright fierce gaze on us and blade as snow by the low sounds of restless fight just waking in the streets below that will was law in paris now did i foresee that we were lost if victor came not soon to aid that the shy leaf by zephyr's tossed was the whirlwind's grasp betrayed 
But Victor could not come. The toys with tightening coils had caught us in their fatal snare, the frantic freedom which despoils, and heeded note was in the air, and Cannon's voice mocked every prayer. And as the conflict round us grew intenser in its frenzy dire, he fiercer turned as though he drew fresh fury from each mounting fire. Thou art my bride, he used to say, and share a sway with freedom in this breast of mine. Your fates are one. The selfsame day that sears her forces thee and thine lay bruised and bleeding on her shrine. And when the hours in flying brought the deadly struggle to a head, and while despair and passion sought to do the work of hope now dead. It was no raging man that come, red from the flame, to gloat a moment over his power, but some mad demon dead to shame that in his frenzy found an hour to tread and break a wilding flower. My innocent child, but she with calm, high aspect kept him still at bay, and with one name as with a charm stayed up her courage night and day, meantime about our very door. The rush and roar of of warfare gan to ebb and swell, and barricades arose before our eyes, and nearer, deadlier, fell the hissing shot and bursting shell. And listening to their sullen call, and looking on their angry glare, I could but pray their wrath might fall upon us twain in our despair. But she at that would whisper, Nay, oh, rather pray that you may live through Clary's die, if but upon some happier day to tell my victor how that I was true unto life's latest sigh. And leaning on my mother's breast, she raised her earnest face to mine and murmured, That for me is best, you must not grieve at God's design. Then, as I shuddered at its low, the moonday glow of life had been too bright for me. I was not made to stem the flow of daily care, nor live to see my dreams fade in reality. To live, to love, and then to die, while life and love are pure and sweet as april's mingles mine and sigh in which all hopeful fanciers meet is not so sad more sad to me it were to see the falling leaves the clouding sky to look around and miss the free glad singing of the birds and sigh in vain for hopes and days gone by a mist just blown from off the hills across the roses of the dawn that for a moment burns and thrills with splendor with their glory drawn it were not meet for me to scale a thing so frail the lofty facade of the sky 
nor made to shimmer and to fail, bear up my heart as though my way lay through the golden ranks of day. Even the love which God has given to make my summer morn complete is more a thing of happy heaven than happy earth, however sweet. And he will say so, too, at last, when all is past and life resumes its wonted calm. Tis not for one like me to cast my lot with such as he, the balm is sweet, but mates not with the palm. Yet does he love me, meek and thought, and tender as all meek things be. I know he holds me high and out, that blooms or gleams on land or sea. And I would ever shine thus bright within his sight, and if I die, it will be so. For that deep portals shed a light on the dear ones who pass below, that shines them in enduring glow. And thus in fair eternal youth, with cheek undimmed and smile unworn, with eyes that never lose their truth, and lips whose speech is ne'er forsworn, I walk beside him day by day, life's long hard way. His hope in sorrow or despite, but in his joy a memory. As stars shine over us dim or bright, as beams the morn or glooms the night. Posing, she stood with lifted head, turned towards the fearly booming sky. Serene, though death and anguish sped in every shot that hurried by. When hark, from where the noise and glare seeth up the stair, a sudden flash, a frenzied cry, an awful in his wild despair, that demon fronts us with the high red flame of conflict in his eye. Ah, God of grace! But with a bound he caught her form from off the door and shrinking out. The end is found, fled with her through the open door. I heard his footsteps as they rung. The shriek she flung to heaven in her extremity. And rousing, tottering, upward sprung along their wake. The earth rose, heaving like the sea. Down, down the stair the shook beneath. Across the landing, out the gate, and forth into the flaming death, fled like a mad thing to my fate. A bullet struck me as I passed, a fearly blast swept by me, skating cheek and brow, but heedless, reckless, onward fast as doom itself I rushed, nor knew I crushed the dying as I flew. They told me later that it was the very crisis of the fight, that even as I strove to pass, the barricade fell from its height. But I saw not. My gaze, my all was on that small, frail figure flying from my eyes, 
borne on through flame past rushing ball up up unto the topmost rise of those wild dreams against the skies but stunned and deafened as i was the silent which fell on the fray as forth upon that tottering mess he left with her and stood at bay is with me yet as if a flood on rushing should in one wild moment fall back thrown the very life chilled in the blood and when he spake his words rang lone as through some wilderness of stone ha and will you falter now i heard him shriek with frenzy or cry now when fair freedom waits your blow to bow her radiant head and die we do not falter and he drew his blade and threw one frantic glance on clarice's brow never then come and into view raising the threatening arm stood so with maiden eye bent on the foe when hard beneath around above a hurried cry on comrades on he holds them back they dare not move their leader seemed turned to stone we were like a moon and with a bound that shook the ground a dozen threatening forms rushed by i heard through of my gathering swan looked so in that same leader's eye our victor's tortured sore flesh high she sees him too and o'er her falls a sudden light ah heaven she cries do frenchmen pause when duty calls because a single french girl dies rouse victor rouse but stunned dismayed he only swayed one restless moment towards the strife i saw her tremble look for aid grow firm then smile and crying life for honor spring to meet the knife the charm was broken with a yell the demon flung her to the ground and in the sudden tumult hell itself seemed bursting from its bound but life and death were now to me as equal she the beautiful the fawn the deer had perished and not even the cry of victor in his grief could e'er rouse me again to wrath or fear end of poem end of the defense of the bride and other poems by anna catherine green